It's a shame, isn't it, that although life is the most precious gift of all, some desperate people are unable to conceive, whereas a certain type of person seems to churn out endless kids without a thought to the burden they become on the rest of society. Now, this is a subject very close to my heart, as Michaela and I are trying for a baby at the moment. Well, not exactly at the moment. Uh, that won't be allowed under the strict BBC guidelines post-Brandgate. But it's a difficult business, and Michaela might call up at any time and demand action, in which case you will hear some soothing music and an announcement while I... Um... Now, we've tried everything, and Michaela's into all that, you know, alternative medicine. Not sure I go along with that, but anything to keep her happy. Do you have a story that you want to share with us? Give us a call. And in the midst of life, we are also in death. The Grim Reaper's always lurking just around the corner, isn't he? Ready to bring us all down. So how are you preparing for the great beyond? The Great Beyond sounds a bit like a James Bond film, doesn't it? <laughs> the Great Beyond. I love James Bond. I can't wait for the new movie, but what's it going to be called? The Rectum of Horace? <laughs> oh, some of the films have pretty daft names, don't they? So, are you trying for a baby? Are you frightened of death? And what would you call the next James Bond film? Call, tweet or email 08000 155 947 or you can tweet me at Gary Bellamy DTL. OK, let's go to our first caller, and we're going to go to Leicester to talk to local community leader, Mr Khan. You're talking about the, the what you... I heard you say, the great beyond. What happens after? Huh? Are you scared of dying? No, but look, I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of my wife dying. Oh, you love your wife? Because after my wife goes, who's going to cope for me? Oh. You know, these are the things you have to think about. You see, so I'm scared. Yeah, but surely there's more to life than just your wife cooking and doing your cleaning for you. I mean, are you going to miss her? She's your soulmate. I'm... Which, which wife are you talking uh, about? The one you love the most? Oh, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, the, the number two, number three can come. How do you manage three women? I have lots of love. Lots of love to give. You know, you need to have big, big heart. Yeah. Mr. Khan, I thought you were a spiritual man. What, what do you think happens to you spiritually when you die? Look, we will go. We will be in front of God. Yeah? Our mm. Muslims will go, go to heaven. What, what, I mean, what is in your heaven? What do you think will be there? I will sit there. Mm. With Virgin mm. or Sky TV package, whichever, if I'm watching cricket, drinking shalor, eating grape, it'll be very good. I feel sorry for you people, though. I don't know where, what is going to be like for you. See, our heaven will be like Dubai, seven-star hotel. Mm. Your heaven, I think, could be if you not could be like Sunderland. A harrowing image there of what heaven may be like for some people. We've got a lady online too. Hello, what do you want to talk about, my love? I'm just talking about the subject of alternative health. And mm. um, I'm someone who absolutely swears by it. And I'm a very uh, down-to-earth, no-nonsense woman. And I see bull stuff coming a mile off. Sorry, pardon? Bull, 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 bulls. Bull can I say it? Oh, bullshit. <laughs> no, sorry, you can't say bullshit on the radio. Oh, that's why I said bull stuff. Oh, bull stuff. Oh, oh. Bull stuff. Oh. But I tell you something, it really helped me. I had unexplained infertility for quite a few years. And nobody could understand why I wasn't conceiving. Mm. And it was very, very devastating to me and my husband and all the friends and family. And um, I went on several courses. Um, I had, um, I had, I did actually have Reiki, mm. uh, reflexology, which I swear by, mm. uh, aromatherapy, and uh, what's that? Sorry. Um, oh, needles. Ah, acupuncture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, acupuncture. Brilliant. Yeah. But 
to be honest, I was in a position where if someone had said to me, go and stand in that field on one leg at three in the morning and howl at the moon, I'd have done it. If I was going to get a baby, I'd have done it. Would you? I'd have painted myself blue and done a naked handstand with my head in a bucket of maggots while my husband parachuted down on me with an American flag strapped to his doodah if I thought it would have got me pregnant. <laughs> Sounds like a scene from Avatar 2. So, what can I say? I did everything I did. I did everything I was told. And you got a baby out of it? I got a baby! I've got a gorgeous little three-year-old called Samantha, and she's the light of my life! And you gave birth to her yourself? Yes! And that was entirely due to alternative therapy? Well, I had IVF. Thanks. One of the topics today is the name for the new James Bond film. They always have very exotic names for the Bond films. And I've got a call on the line with his suggestion. Hello there. Who's there? Uh, this is Christopher. Hello, Christopher. I don't know if you remember, but the, the, the theme song uh, recorded by uh, Paul McCartney in 1973 uh, was Live and Let Die. Mm. Um, well, I think that he should do um, the theme song for the next one as well. Mm. And uh, he should do Band on the Run, but re-recorded as Bond on the run. A bit because, like... Well, let's face it, I mean, at some, at some point in every James Bond film, James Bond is usually on the run from, from something or other, isn't he? He uh, is. That's a common... a villain or, or yeah. a shark or a big lady. <laughs> That's right. And actually, this is um, a little bit of uh, information that might be interesting to you. Just going back now, it's the late 60s, mm. I used to live next door to um, a guy uh, called Peter... And he was one of the men who fell from the gantry and got to know. Any funny stories? No. OK, we're down the line. Got a call. Who's there? Hello. You're through to Gary Bellamy. Hello. Hello, Gary. I'm very sorry. Do you hear about your problem with Michaela? Yes, well, we are, we are trying. Um, yeah, Michaela and I had problems trying for a, a baby. Is that a joke? No, it's my, my wife happens to be called Michaela. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And we... We tried, we tried for years, and uh, we, we kept getting knocked back. You know, mm. She was told her eggs weren't very fertile. Yeah. Then uh, another specialist said there was a problem in my sperm. Oh, no. I mean, we didn't know if we were coming or going there, and Gary. Is that a joke? You know, we were shoved from pillar to post, and, they, you know, they you don't get any counselling or help with it, so I can imagine what it must be like for you. Did you have one, a baby, in the end? Well, uh, we went private. That was no good, you know, it cost an arm and a leg. Mm. You know, we tried uh, all the alternative methods, you know, slugs and that. Is that a joke? Well, we very nearly gave up altogether, to be honest, and thought we'd just go on expensive holidays, you know, but uh, then we, we heard about a man in Spain, and we went there for a, what, what uh, put well, it's a very controversial procedure, actually. Mm. We saw an eminent uh, Spanish physician, mm. um, Senor Habaras, and he, he's a pioneer of a technique called, um, uh, let me get this right now, Relaciones Sexuales con Muchos Penetración. Right, is that some kind of relaxation technique or something like that? No, it's um, sexual intercourse. Right. And I tell you, no. <laughs> it worked for us, but it's not for the faint-hearted. Believe you me. <laughs> you know, when he first <laughs> put that, I said, you joking, I do. Ach, a V-man. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, oh, God, it's smell and everything. Uh. You know, disgusting. But anyway. Did it know, work? For but you? it worked for us, yeah. I just, you know, good luck. So you got you got kids now? We've got a lovely young son now. Yeah? Yeah, Pedro Jones. Is that a joke? And, uh, you know, we, we, owe, we owe it all to uh, uh, Senor Hablas. Uh, <laughs> Will you be doing it again, do you think? Will you be trying more of that technique? I sincerely hope not. Well, thanks very much for your call. Thanks, Gary. Goodbye.
Hello, who's there? Hello, Gary. It's Sam. Hello, Sam. If you remember, we've talked before about Christianity. How could I forget? Gary, I'm phoning up to talk about heaven. Mm. And I think that God in his wisdom mm. provides us with a heaven which is cut to suit, if you like. Uh, bespoke, as, a, as it yes, were. Yes, I, I, I think so, yes. It's kind of like when you want to get your new Apple Mac computer or your new car, you kind of say, I want that specification, that specification. Specification. Yeah, that. that. Mm. But I, I don't think it's to do with material reward. What, I don't... what, what would you like in your hereafter, um, in your heaven? I think I would like mindfulness, mm. serenity What about without... a nice big comfy bed and, and breakfast brought to you every morning? Well, I would like comfort, but as I say, I'm not really expecting it to come in material form. Would you have friends there and people to chat to? Oh, I think without the people you love, it couldn't be heaven at all. But what if their heaven wasn't your heaven? You wouldn't be in the same heaven, would you? I've got heaven, my, mm. my brother's got his own heaven. His heaven is a... Well, he's, he's got... Heaven's different for him, he's a, he's a gay, gay man. Mm. My heaven is certainly not his idea of heaven and, and vice versa. So we might not even get to meet in our heavens. No, but perhaps you'd be able to travel between each other. Are there trains in heaven or travelators or...? I, I, I think if it's possible, one needs to get beyond this material idea. Now, this is a bit deep for you, Sam. Yes. Um, a friend of mine, mm. he was on holiday. Very yes. sadly, mm. three of his family died. Oh, Gary, that's awful. Where did that happen? Your poor friend. Uh, it was somewhere in, you know, uh, the Asia, Asia somewhere. Uh where does your friend live, then? He's... Well, he was on holiday. Close friend? Yeah, uh, he was... Yeah, yeah, very sort of close. He was just a friend. Look, yeah, he was on holiday. It doesn't matter where he was, who he is. Just, just listen to me. Oh, was it the poor man I read about in the paper? He was a friend of yours. All right. OK, look. No, he wasn't a friend. Uh, yes, it, you read about him in the paper? Yes, I read about him in the paper. Right. Sorry. Perhaps you should have said that. I should have said that, yes, but I just wanted to p bring it Let more personal. Be honest, Gary. I'm being honest. Okay, look, have I read about a man who was in the paper, yes, three of his, fr his family died somewhere in Asia, and he said that he thanked God he was still alive. He shouldn't be thanking God, should he? God took three members of his family away from him. Why should he thank God? Well, a difficult question there, and I'm not sure she had the answer. Why does God let bad things happen? Give us a call if you've got any answers. So we're talking about a matter that's very close to my heart at the moment, and it's uh, trying for a baby. Uh, I've got a caller on the line. Hello there, hello. This is James. Hello, James. Uh, I tried for a baby. Well, me and my wife, Chloe, mm. tried for four years. Oh. We tried everything before she finally got pregnant. Congratulations. Thank you. But what we put ourselves through, folk... We're always saying, have you tried this and have you tried that? And Tell us some of the things you tried. Okay, right, we were told to eat nothing but duck for three months. Duck? Duck, aye. Right. But I, I, I can't eat duck now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that didn't work. We were told to make love in a cement mixer, would you believe? Oh, yeah, no, no, we did that. Yeah. Right. Did, yeah. did you try it as well? Yeah, it's very odd. Something but... about the movement, aye. Mm. But we did it too. I nearly broke my arm. Yeah. We were told to do it smeared in horse manure. <coughs> Your whole body, both of you. I'm wondering if it was a wind-up now, because it was a guy at work. So he's not a fertility expert? Well, I'm thinking he was a wind-up expert now. <laughs> but it worked in the end, so what was it that did the job? She had an affair with my brother. Right. And, and, uh, and it happened just like that, did it? I did the trick. So it's his, it's his baby, but it's almost yours because you've both got the same genes, which has worked out quite nice. I mean, I was raging at the time when I found out, but uh, 
It's no harm done. And you all live happily ever after. What a touching and sweet tale. Good luck. You haven't got a brother, have you? Yeah, I have, but thank God he's gay, so there's no, there's no chance of that. Thanks very much for your call. OK. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Although, in theory, if he did do it, I've got nothing to get jealous about, because he wouldn't enjoy himself. Would he? Mind you, we're not enjoying it that much either at the moment. It's hard work. I've got Christopher Nibbs on the line. Hello, Christopher. Yeah, Chris Nibbs, Chris Nibbs. Or should I say, Nibfinger. <laughs> <laughs> the great Bond villain. <laughs> so you must you must be bringing in with the name of the yeah. new Bond film. Oh, great topic. Nibs is loving it, Gary. You've totally smashed it with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nibs is probably the biggest Bond aficionado really? in El Mundo. So what, um, what's your suggestion then? Well, you know, along the lines of... Um, the caller you had earlier, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, instead of Mull of Kintyre... Yes. You could have Mull of Kiltyre. That's good. Nibs is going to send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I couldn't think of one for Silly Love Songs. Killy Love Songs? But uh, you remember, oh, McCartney's Big Smash, totally smashed it at Christmas time. Um, Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yes. That's an easy one. Go on, then. OK, stand back. Dr Nibs here. He's going to have a go. Simply having a wonderful James Bond time. Mm, yeah, not sure that really works, Nibsy. <laughs> Nil point. Not one of your best. Cut off. Hello. Hello there, Gary. <laughs> you sound fun. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Well, I'm just, you know, I listen to your show a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. I've never had the courage to call in before. Oh, well, I'm glad you've <laughs> finally I, done yeah, it. Yeah, I finally plucked up the courage. <laughs> I'm really glad I got through Oh, you. good, good, good. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say that I don't really like your show. Oh, all right, OK. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Can we stop this, please, Matt? It's very funny for you, I'm sure. OK, let's take another call. I've got Hilda on the line. Hello. Oh, hello there. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. What are you calling about today? I'm phoning about medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm quite an elderly lady. I'm 79. Mm-hmm. And so I certainly have experience with medicine. It's improved a lot in 79 years, I would have thought. It's improved a lot in 79 years, I mm. thought. So you must have seen a lot of the benefits of conventional Western medicine. I think it's really a load of toss. Toss. Tosh. So, wh- why? What is the actual... It's a, a load of tosh, I would say. Exactly. Mm. I find alternative medicine second to none. What kind of alternative medicine? Are you talking like Chinese medicine or her- herb- herbs? Well, I've made my own alternative medicine, and the main one I use is something I've named witch bark. Witch bark? Witch bark. W-H-I-C-H. B-E-R-K. Witch bark. What is it made out of? It's made of bottle berries. Of what? Bottle berries. Yeah. And a sort of mist that you can make make from eggs. Listen, Rose, you are this is you're making all this up, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Why? Well, I suppose I need someone to talk to. Oh, well, see, if you just said that at the beginning, I would have talked to you. But instead, it's... could we reach some kind of arrangement where I phone in regularly? Under the pretext that I'm talking, I think that's about, a lovely idea. And we just have a, a informal chat. We say, well, what would you like to talk about now? Let's talk about something really important that yes. matters to you. One thing I've noticed is the clouds mm. keep changing shape as they move. Okay, thanks very much for your call. Okay, next we've got Professor Anthony Bison on the line. Hello, Mr. Bellamy. Yes, 
I sympathize with you to an extent, but perhaps you should spare a thought for King Baraculus of Amphipolis in 603 BC. Mm. On learning that his beautiful wife Peshla and he were unable to have a son, he was told by the court physician Silpa that his only hope lay in procuring the leaves of the fertility tree, rumored to thrive near Halicarnassus on Mount Frepna. Mm. Well, his quest was made all the more urgent because Hecate mischievously caused Peshla's tears to flow so greatly that the entire city of Tarsus was in danger of flooding. Right. And just to make sure that life wasn't uh, too easy for him, the tree was jealously guarded by the six-headed snake dog, uh, Tutran. Mm. When confronted by Tutran, Bracculus found that the fiercest snake dog could be calmed only if he sang to it and caressed it. Zeus saw this, and for fun, caused them to have intercourse, which led to Tutran giving birth to Diasis. Diasis was born a ghost, and haunted the mountain for centuries trying to find his father. Luckily for Bracculus, Hera witnessed his plight, and furious with Zeus, sent Pegasus to carry him swiftly home to his queen. The leaves worked, and they had two sons, Riculus and Doculus, and a daughter, Ovary. So, if I say that to Michaela, that should help my fertility problem, if I follow the, that, that story. I'm simply alerting you to the testimony of the ancients. Well, thank you very much. Let's go straight to another call, and I've got Betty on the line. Hello. Oh, hello, Gary. I'm ringing in about babies. Oh, good. I've tried everything. Conventional medicine, alternative medicine to conceive, IVF, hormones, the lot. And then, in the end, we were very, very lucky, because I just found a baby outside a shop. Hang on a minute. You stole a baby? No, I didn't steal a baby. I found it. It was outside a shop. What was he doing outside a shop? Waiting for me. You can't just take a baby like that. I it... think that God and Stork conspired and dropped a little baby there and... Um... Sorry, but listen, what you've done is, a, is a very, very wrong. It's a criminal offence and there are mothers out there probably looking for their babies. Well, just like me. You know, maybe they'll be lucky and find a baby too. Brilliant. If you'd like to stay on the line for us... Oh, I'd love to. Matt wants to talk to you about something. Okay. Thanks very much for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to the Let's go to the lines. Hello. Hello, Gary. Good Hello. To, good to have you back. It's, do you know what? It's lovely to be back. Mm. Talking about the death. Mm. It's not really the dead you want to worry about, is it, Gary? They're no trouble to anyone, are they? Mm. I spend a lot of time in cemeteries, um, crematoriums and so forth. Do you? Uh, yes. Um, I did uh, what you call a sort of epiphany, Gary. One day I was driving along a very busy highway. Yeah. Was it actually the B six two hundred Retford Road, which yep. so, uh, very near the old grief dental surgery? Where yeah. I, um, actually, had my wisdom teeth. Is, if I could just, um, but, uh, uh, yes, I turned off into the cemetery and I was uh, overwhelmed oh, really? by uh, good, good, a great sense of peace, mm. Gary, a sense of um, yeah. well being. I don't think I'd find peace in the cemetery. I, I find them quite unsettling, to be honest. Oh, I have no fear, Gary. You know, I have no fear of the dead. It's the living you want to worry about. When I'm among the dead, my brain calms down and you can really hear yourself think, you relax. I'm not sure I'd feel that. I, I find cemeteries quite um, scary places. I saw a film once where all these sort of bodies came out of the graves and it really freaked me out, I tell you. Don't you get scared in cemeteries? I've only ever seen one film, Gary. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. You've only ever seen one film? No. Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. And why didn't you watch any more? It didn't do that much for me. Well, it's not the best film in the world. You could have picked a better one. Well, that's the one I tried. It didn't do a lot for me, so I've, I've never gone back. You've only ever seen one film? Yeah. 
I've read two books, mate. Yeah, I've only ever read two books. I don't need books, Gary. I don't need films. No, I'm the same. The dead are my comfort. Are they? They don't make demands on me, do they? They, don't, they, they haven't got a mm. massive egos. They're not, oh, look at me. You know, they're, well, they're not the ones moaning mm. at you. They're not the ones saying, put up those shelves. Why haven't you no. cut the grass? You know, uh, you mm. haven't got any ambition, you. I've wasted me time. What a bloody waste. Yeah, anyway. Troubled soul. I think we know what's going on there. Let's go to our next caller, who's hopefully talking about something a little less morbid. Hello, this is Thomas. Hello, Thomas. I have an idea for um, what you could call the next Bond film. Oh, good, OK, what's that? Muff Wrangler. M-U-F. That is a brilliant name for a film. Thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant name for a film there. And uh, our next caller sounds a bit like a James Bond villain. We've got Tiny Rascal. Hello. Yeah, you're saying that you're talking about why does God let bad things happen to good people and you have disasters and that, yeah? That's right. I know why he's doing that, you know? Why? He needs to slap us around a bit to keep us keen, you know? To keep us keen? Like a pimp with his bitches. Right, so... You've got to slap them around and that keeps them fresh, you know? It keeps Mm. keeps them loyal and on your side. That's what you do. That's what he's doing to mankind. He's saying, don't get too comfortable, you know, slap you around. The people that like God most and pray to him most are the ones that have the biggest disasters, the worst things happen. You know, you go into some rich area, they're not praying to God, they don't need to. But the ones who've been slapped around a bit, they love him all the more because they need him. That's why he does it, you know? So God is a pimp and we're his prostitutes. Exactly, that's what God does to us. He's like, he's pimping us. It's a fair point. Incidentally, where are you from? I'm from the streets. The streets? What streets? Streets of, you know, towns. Town streets. Yeah. In particular, what part of England? London area. Where, where about? South London? East London? Yeah, West... South. South London. Surrey. Surrey. You're from Surrey. I'm from Leatherhead, all right. Thank you very much. It's uh, Rosemary's going to be on the line now. That you a long time ago. I remember. You're an actress. Yes, that's right. How's work going? Oh, not too bad. Thanks for asking, Gary. Uh, I can't what would I have seen you in lately? Last year, yeah. I did a Hobie, and I did a Waking the Dead. I don't watch those. And also, um, what's that sweet girl who used to be Doctor Who's assistant? She's got her own programme now. Not the... Not the uh... um, Sarah Jane. I did a Sarah Jane. Oh, I thought you were going to say you did um, a, a um, what's it called, uh, Secret Diary of a Cool Girl. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but, you know, you were talking about death, Gary. Yes. And it's not something a lot of people can say, but I've experienced death countless times really mm. i was killed by bad fairies on torchwood and i was set on fire huh. a few years ago on tallet oh and i've been on the mortuary slab a few times now new tricks i was on the slab silent witness i was on the slab and waking the dead waking the dead actually i came to life and a funny thing i don't know if you remember a program a few years ago now jonathan creek Mm. Well, sort of um, supernatural and magical as well. Yes, I like that combination. In fact, I hadn't been dead all along. It was just a sort of magical trick. But, you see, I feel that I've danced the dance of death so many times, I don't feel so afraid of it. No. Can I ask you a very technical question about acting? How do you keep still when you're on the slab? Oh, yes. Because, you know, know, I always take a look and think, are they breathing? Do you know, I do. I have a little uh, technical trick I play with myself, Kay. I say to myself, I'm Ophelia. I'm Ophelia Mm. in the John Everett Millay portrait, and I'm just motionless in the water. And they say, oh, cut, cut, cut. 
Quiz me. Now, Marvellous. Yeah. Ooh, gosh, you didn't move a muscle. Well done, um, darling. Because it's funny, Michaela and I, we play a game when we're watching yeah. television. If we ever see, like, a dead person, we, yeah. we play a game and see, can we see them moving? And one time I saw actually Gambon, yeah. Michael Gambon. Yeah. He was terrible at it. I, gosh, you do surprise me. Michael's such a lovely actor. Oh, it, you know, he's a lovely actor, but he can't play dead. I've also been a zombie. Have I, you? Uh, yes, in fact, a small claim to fame. I think I'm the oldest zombie in Shaun of the Dead. Wow. It was sweet, actually. They gave me some toffees. But the thing is, at the, around the corner, you've got a director who says cut, and then you're back to life again. In real death, yes. there's no director to say cut. It's just a big guy upstairs, if you believe in that, and he ain't going to say cut. My when head, he says mm, cut, it really is cut, and you're not... Yes. That, that's, that's it, you see. Yes, that's right, that's right. I think the big guy upstairs probably does say cut, but he also might say, well done, darling, have a toffee. Thanks for your call. Hello, Conway. Sweet, can you hear me? Hello, Hello can you Hello. hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. You can't hear us. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. What are you calling about? Is that fertility? Oh, yes. My wife's definitely for a baby, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not so keen. Okay, well, so don't have one? Well, she wants one. So why aren't you keen? I'm worried it will eat, eat my food, and it will get my chair. Well, listen, it won't, first of all, it won't eat your food, because it's his own food. Really? Yeah, he's his oh, own food. I've, I've seen babies eat food of other people's plates. Also, what if it gets in, it's in, in my chair and watches television? Or, I said, well, I'm watching television. Well, well yes, but uh, and you have to worry about that for a year or so. They don't really watch television like that. Well, crap everywhere, like a, like, like a pigeon. Yeah, but then they do, you put them in a nappy, don't you? Uh, so, well, and you've got to buy nappies? Well, yeah, I know you've got to buy them. Look, they're very bulky. I know they're bulky, but listen, if you want a baby, the, the joys of having a baby... I don't want a baby. No, it's I know, but, but you don't know. Listen, I'm telling you now. Once you have one, you'll love it. I'm sure. Yeah. But listen, we are desperate to have a baby, and it's very difficult for us. Yeah, but if, our, if our wife does it, when you going to have one? <laughs> huh? Never mind. I ain't learned it yet. We can't have it anyway. We tried for nine years, doesn't work. Okay, n nothing happened. Nothing's happened yet. Comes out and it goes up, and nothing comes back out. Mm. So, what did they say the problem was, the doctor? Um, they said they couldn't tell. It's just sometimes some people... Oh, no, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. I've got to go, bye. Well, that was a little bit abrupt. But never mind, we've got another caller waiting. Professor Lucian Hempsmith, hello. Yes, yet again, you have allowed that fool, Anthony Bison, to display his woefully weak grasp of the classics. By 603 BC, King Brachlus had been dead for ten years, and so was in no fit state to sire a phantom child from out of the loins of Tutran, the six-headed dog. His elementary mistake causes a very moving story to become utterly ludicrous. For crying out loud, Mr. Bellamy, please, 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 don't let this idiot back on the airwaves. Hello? Hello? Are you even listening to me? Hello? 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 Hello, hello, sorry about that. But, well, um, yes, that, I, absolutely. Sorry, I just had to pop out for a second. Uh, Michaela came by the studios and was receptive. Receptive? Yes, it was the right time. Hello? Let's just keep our fingers crossed and draw a veil over that. I've got Khalid on the line. Hello, Khalid. Hello. What is point of Bond? What is point Bond? Well, uh, what is point? James Bond. Well, great set of spy novels, good films, great entertainment. Mm. You don't agree? Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
What is point spy? What is point? Well, we need spies to kind of keep this country safe and the world safe from terrorists. What is point of world? I don't know. What is the point in the world? Well, that's the end of another roller coaster of a show. I'm off to start reading my third book. Thank you. Good night. See you next time. <laughs>